you're now tuned into the Shoot for Teams podcast with your favorite guys, Dorian and Kyle. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hardwood Brand Podcast. It's your boy D Hill, the gift card bandit. Old man Ross is back, uh, sweatsuits and fly kicks, of course. Today we have a special guest. We have Chicago native Keenan Wells, the man behind the very dope digital project, Pixel Hall of Fame. Keenan caught our eye while thumbing through a franchise magazine, and we've been fans ever since. Keenan's art brings us back to the old days of playing sports games on our Nintendo. Keenan creates amazing 8-bit and 16-bit animation and composition. His work brings such a different nostalgic vibe to the sports art team. His work has been commissioned by some of the biggest names in sports like Nike, ESPN, the Celtics, and the San Antonio Spurs, just to name a few. Welcome to the podcast, Keenan Wills. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you. So, Keenan, tell us about Pixel Hall of Fame. Sure. Uh, so Pixel Hall of Fame is a project I started in 2016. So it's been a few years now. Um, and really, it was just kind of a, a passion project, a, a side project that I did for fun. Um, I've always been a, a designer uh, by trade. Um, so I've always been on the computer um, doing, you know, digital art, illustration, uh, things like that. So I was pretty familiar with how to do pixel art. And I just uh, kind of wanted to uh, try my hand at it. And you know, and at the time, I hadn't really seen uh, much or or any really like sports focused pixel art. So, you know, as a '80s and '90s kid, I was playing all those games growing up. So, I, I definitely wanted to kind of reconnect with with some of that and uh, try something fresh. That's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, that's how did awesome. you get? So, how did you get started? Like in the art world, I know you dabble in uh, some kind of sand sand art or. Yeah, yeah. So I do have a kind of a traditional art background as well. Um, so I went to school for studio art, so like drawing, painting, sculpture, all that stuff. And and I've always kind of done that too. Um, so that's kind of another like track that I have in my art practice is I do some like oil painting and try to mix in some cool materials with that. And um, it, I, that's really nice to kind of just, you know, disconnect from the computer a little bit and just do some with your hands. And so I I, yeah, I kind of, I have like the digital pixel art stuff and then I have like the more traditional stuff as well. Nice. Which one do you like better? The pixel art is more fun. Uh, the oil painting is, is more like a meditative and, and kind of a uh, more relaxing uh, practice for me. Um, but yeah, I, I love both. They, they kind of fulfill different, different roles. Sweet. And, and Keenan, you can center your artwork around so many different things what drew you into the pixel art as your main focus or your main focus now yeah so pixel art i so i i really enjoy it because it, this might sound counterintuitive but it's very tedious and it takes a long time and i actually like that about it it's like i get kind of like sucked into it and um and just really kind of go pixel by pixel drawing drawing these things and these animations like frame by frame by frame and I, I really like that about it. It kind of really, it's like just building a, building an image like block by block. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of what why I gravitated toward it. I mean, and then there's also the other stuff, like, I just think it looks cool. I, I'm really into like, you know, retro video games and, and all yeah, that stuff. It's, it's, it's really awesome. I saw, also, what was your longest pixel project time-wise and then your shortest 
Do you remember those, uh, you know? Yeah, projects? probably ballpark. I would say, you know, I've had an animation that has taken anywhere, like I would say between 20 and 30 hours. So like, you know, almost wow. a whole movie just doing wow. one animation. And then I have some, you know, more static images that, uh, you know, maybe this lower resolution that, you know, I can kind of knock out in a few hours, but okay. yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a range depending on complexity for sure. Gotcha. That's pretty awesome. So how do you go about like finding inspiration for like creating like new pieces? Like as far as like, I know you do like all the whole sports world, but as far as like basketball goes, like, like what, like what inspires you? Yeah. So I definitely gravitate toward, you know, like more iconic players. Um, and yeah, if, I really look for, a player that has like a, a unique character that you can kind of recognize and you know, like mm -hmm. somebody like really focusing on a pose or a movement that's just really unique to that, to that person. So those are the, those are the folks that I kind of have typically done in the past, like, you know, like Curry and Jordan and, and LeBron. And so, you know, they're, they're easy to recognize. So that right. kind of makes it easier when you're, when you're having like, you know, really low fidelity uh, <laughs> pixel artwork. So, so yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I look for. You wouldn't, so you would, you're telling me you wouldn't do the 15th man on the bench or something like that. Somebody that's not really playing a lot, you're going to stay away from those guys. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> okay, I got it. Um, can you walk us through the process of creating the basketball artwork? Just your, your process. How's that work? Sure. Yeah, like I said, I, I look for kind of, I start with kind of a an iconic pose or, um, you know, definitely find a lot of photography sources, video sources that I can kind of pull from. Mm -hmm. um, and then really just try to, to define that sort of uh, really key pose of that player. Um, and then with the animations, it's, yeah, it's really frame by frame. So I'll, I'll really break down like a, like a, like video footage and, and I'll find some, you know, GIFs online that I can kind of isolate each frame and I'll kind of draw, you know, wow. one by one that way. Wow. Um, so I kind of give it a little bit of a, like give a give it a little life you know yeah but that, that's what i that's kind of where i start i start with the like really trying to nail the 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 athlete and then i'll also kind of take inspiration from you know old video games like i look at i look at a lot of like cut scenes from you know like street mm -hmm. fighter and you know like fighting games I, I i look at i look into those a lot too so kind of we'll like mm -hmm. to pull some elements and uh you know graphic elements from stuff like that as well yeah, just a quick question before I ask you the other one. Like, what, what program do you use to animate the, the pixel art? I use Photoshop, so it's oh, pretty, pretty manual. Like, yeah, I don't use any kind of tricks or, like, okay. like automation. It's it's all kind of uh, pretty rudimentary, tie, like, frame-by-frame frame timeline stuff. Yeah, I'm familiar. I do a little graphics. Not on your level at all. <laughs> the pixels, that, like you said, it takes a lot of time. and But I, I definitely appreciate what you're doing because that's that's amazing okay. so like uh how do you get your pieces to be like so detailed like it's some of the best stuff i've i've, I've seen online and okay. like you, you look at your stuff like you you recognize that it's pixels but it doesn't look like pixels sometimes like some of your stuff i'm looking at like because there's like this one kobe one that you have when he's like dribbling and i'm like damn it's so much detail but i know it's pixels <laughs> yeah that the kobe one that one actually took quite a bit i it, it's a little bit higher resolution so mm -hmm. there is more detail there but 
but really it's just you know really diving in zooming in real close and just kind of going pixel by pixel and there's a lot of trial and error in there too like i'll kind of uh you know faces are hard with pixels so you have to kind of try different things out and kind of zoom in and out to kind of you know kind of squint your eyes and blur the right. and see if it, if it looks like them so it it takes a bit of finesse to get there but um yeah just a lot of a lot of trial and error sometimes wow that's pretty amazing i think and i, think, and I just want to say this i think a lot of people don't know the process they just see the end result on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, on social media. They don't know what goes into it, what you just explained to us. So that's why we wanted to have you on to just kind of explain that it's not something that happens just like that. You know what I mean? It's, it takes a lot of work. So you, you, you're doing a great job. It's pretty awesome, man. Thank you. And especially, you know, we're living in the age of instant gratification. So like <laughs> seeing what you're doing is, you know, it's kind of old school, but it's, Pretty dope. Like that's something that you know back in the day, like it took time to create something great. So yeah. for sure, for sure. And what so what inspires you as an artist? What would you say? What inspires me? Um, yeah, like video games are a big thing. Uh so I I'm all over the spectrum with video games. Like well, the retro stuff I love just because I grew up with it. Mm -hmm. But I also love the open world stuff, like kind of like the landscapes that you can kind of explore um, through those. And so, yeah, I get inspired by all that stuff. Video games are a big thing. Um, I also uh, like just love like uh, traditional artwork as well. So I, I, you know, follow a lot of artists that, you know, aren't aren't doing digital stuff, you know, a lot of uh, like, you know, contemporary artists today. So mm -hmm. try to try to really find inspiration all over. Who's your favorite artist? If you don't mind me asking. Favorite artist? Oh my gosh, this, this changes all the time. But right now, uh, or you could give me look. You could give me a top three. Give me a top three. <laughs> <laughs> top three. So probably my favorite ever is uh, David Hockney. So he he's a painter okay. from like he's still alive, but he's you know kind of got famous in like the sixties, seventies. Uh, okay. Um, who else? Uh, I mean, Picasso, I, I, I gotta, gotta go with the, the classic there. Picasso mm -hmm. kind of changed everything. Um, and then let me find, let me think of like a, a contemporary artist that I'm really into. Um, there's this artist, I don't actually know his, his name, but he, he goes by BKK Bros on Twitter and he makes some of the coolest pixel art I've ever seen. Uh, oh, okay. We have to yeah, check him it's, out. it's like, yeah, it's uh, the, uh, the collection he has is it's an NFT collection. It's called Game Bros. So if you okay. look that up, you might be able to find them. And yeah, it's really cool. They're like these portraits, but they have like video game elements, kind of you know, like science fictiony kind of stuff thrown in there. I'm, yeah, I'm really into that stuff right now too. Okay, sounds good. That's a good top three. Thank you. <laughs> uh, like, who was your first athlete that you ever created pixel art for? It doesn't have to be basketball. It's just whoever you. The first one, and you're like, "Oh, I got something here." Yeah, that there was actually when I started this project, I I did it because I wanted to do this athlete. So it was Ken Griffey Jr., who I oh. grew up like he was like my my hero growing up. I I still have all my ba baseball cards from what nice. I So that was immediately I was like, "Well, I gotta I gotta start with him because you know that's kind of where you know my sort of sports journey started." So that's cool. He's my favorite baseball player too. 
Yeah, I'm not diehard like you, but I, <laughs> so, um, so we know you're a Chicago native and you're a Bulls fan. You told us that earlier. Um, you guys have had a rough, rough run. I mean, you had highs and lows with Mike, then Derrick Rose. Are you excited to see how the Bulls look now um, that they're starting to win and you got a new roster? And they, I guess they're in the top three in the East. So, I mean, you, yeah. Are you enjoying that? Yeah, it's been awesome this year. I mean, yeah, we had a really, I mean, basically since Jordan, I guess we had a couple seasons there with Rose and that, I remember Rose. that being, being like super fun. And, you know, I think the, the city was definitely feeling like, well, this might be the next, you know, championship mm -hmm. run here. And then, uh, and then when he got hurt, it was like just the balloon popped, you know, and, and it just never kind of came back together. But but I feel like this year it feels like something's happening. That's in the people are really loving this team. So I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah, they're surprised. Yeah, they're surprised that a lot of people like they got a good team. The the management did a good job of piecing those guys together for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, you got a good roster for sure. So we've already, you know, kind of talked about, you know, like the early video games uh, being an inspiration for you. What's your favorite video game? Favorite video game? Uh, from the, I would say from the from the eighties days. Yeah, yeah, I, I would probably go with NBA Jam. That's probably my oh wow, play it all the time. You know, I still I still play it sometimes. I have like a, I think I, it's on my iPad. I have like a it's like a newer oh, nice. version, of it, but yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those games where, like, I'd love to get one of those, like, like the console, like the whole arcade yeah. rig, you know, in, in, in the basement or whatever. But we, we talk about it all the time. Like, if we, we do. Get a, when we get our space, we definitely have an NBA Jams in there. Yeah. 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 They, and they sell it now, but it's the smaller version. We've seen it in the store. It's like okay. three or four hundred mm -hmm. bucks. But I'm pretty tall, so I would have to <laughs> be on my knees. But it, they have the original NBA Jams. Uh, but it's pretty expensive, like five, six grand. Something like oh, that. wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, if not more expensive, but that's cool. So you name, what's your favorite video game console? So I, I was a Genesis, uh, freak when I was, when I was growing up, okay. I, I didn't have a uh, super Nintendo, but so I, I, you know, I started with, with the original Nintendo mm -hmm. and then, uh, we got a Genesis. So that was kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. what I, what I played m most of the time. Um, so I would say that was probably my favorite. You know, today I, I have like, you know, the PlayStation and all that stuff, which are great too, but yeah. I have a special place in my heart for the Sega, so. Do you do you still hang on to them or you just kind of got rid of them or do, are you collecting them as well? I don't have the the ones that I had as a kid. I, I do, you know, well, I'll play them on, on like em emulators or- Oh, right, or, right, right. Yeah. Like Nintendo Switch has uh, set up, not very many, but they even have like a Genesis like app that you can use. Oh, nice. yeah. I just got a Switch for Christmas. And uh, oh, nice. I, yeah, I just saw the emulator for, well, not emulator, but the app for Nintendo, Genesis, Super Nintendo, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Even Nintendo 64, but I just been playing Mario Odyssey, honestly. <laughs> That game's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's pretty dope. I, I still need to get one. I have a five year old, so I don't want to have him his whole life be destroyed right now. So <laughs> I got to be a responsible dad and not get one yet. Yeah, you I can agree. get one. You can get one. <laughs> um, okay, so like we like 
we talked about uh, like all of your animations and stuff. Like we feel like your your work is kind of tailor made for NFTs, especially like with them blowing up right now. What's the pro like? Is there a different process for you to create your regular artwork as opposed to NFTs? It's actually pretty similar. So I, I, the reason I kind of jumped into NFTs was, um, you know, as a digitally native artist, there, there's never really, or there hasn't been up until, you know, recently a very good way for me to, to like, or for, for people to collect, you know, an animation like that, mm -hmm. you know, what I, what I would have to do is make a physical print where you, you know, you're kind of, you're stuck in like a static image. Right. Or you could maybe do something with like a di digital display, but that's it's expensive and kind of you know technically logistically challenging. Uh, so NFTs really, when I kind of understood what they were, how they worked, it became a very like natural crossover for me. And so I don't really do much different. I create the pieces the same way. Um, the the difference would be like the actual uh, like minting of the NFT, getting it on the on the blockchain and allowing somebody to purchase it that way. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's just, you know, that's fairly straightforward through some of the marketplaces today, so. And how was that process as far as getting on the blockchain? Is it, a, is it very difficult to do? Or? It depends how you do it. So mm -hmm. there, there are marketplaces that have kind of a, like a turnkey, like uh, creator, like interface that, you, you know, you, it's really easy to upload your image and you kind of enter your information and then you, you know, a few buttons and it's up, up there. So that's pretty easy. But if you, if you also, I mean, you, you can go down the rabbit hole. If you, mm -hmm. if you work, work with like a, an engineer or developer, you can kind of, they call it like a smart contract, which is actually like where the, what's kind of communicating with the, with the blockchain. And so that's kind of my next step is like to kind of take that, go a little deeper and maybe, you know, try to do some more custom things with, with how people are inter interacting with these. But, but that's kind of a, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a next step for me. So I, I've been kind of more living in like the, the turnkey easy, easy gotcha. solution for now. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Cause I was going to ask you about the smart key, you know, like having your own smart key opposed to, going through i don't know a lot about nfts i'm learning <laughs> yeah but i I, I know you mentioned oh, yes open c yes thank yeah, you yeah that's the one i use um it's it's super easy to to do it on your own uh i think the the issue though is like if oh, let's say open c decided one day to go out of business not that they would want right. to but, right. but then i would lose access to to uh like i wouldn't i would basically never be able to update my collection Oh wow! Um, okay. So that's why having my own smart contract, where yeah. it's marketplace agnostic, is is what you know I really want to get get toward because then you know I'm not dependent on any one marketplace. Uh, I can kind of do my own thing and smart. You know, yeah. So that that's, that's very of, smart. Okay, that is that is. And then that way you can you can sell your stuff on your own website. Exactly. That, okay. Yeah, because I know it's like I've been, me and Kyle have been talking about, you know, NFTs. And I mean, it's it's crazy right now. And uh, <laughs> it's yeah. a lot, Keenan. It's a lot, man. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like going back to it's like going back to college, man. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I'm at work. I'm talking to him. It's a lot to take in right now, man. It sure is. I hear you. I think it took me a couple of weeks of just like, just, you know, on Twitter trying to figure out what what the heck, the, how these worked and, you know, before I even made a move. So I hear you, it's definitely a little painful getting up and running.
Yeah, because you got to get a, a a wallet. Um, I I have one. Uh, I use MetaMask. Um, and I just figured out like the different marketplaces to go into, um, like Open Seas and um, I forgot the other one. But Open Seas is like the big one that everyone yeah. uses. And um, but the NFT thing is is pretty cool for creatives because now it gives you or gives us like a a platform to where when you sell your work, like in the traditional sense, like say you just create like a, like the poster you have behind you, like if you sold that to someone and then later a couple of years down the line, they sell it, you don't get a commission off of it. But now with the NFTs, you're able to get a commission off every time it sells, correct? That's right. Yeah, that that's a huge, uh, you know, like the possibility there is enormous for creators. Um, mm -hmm. You know, these are basically programmable artworks you know uh that can mm -hmm. kind of you can i mean if if you're good enough at it you can kind of program to program them to do whatever you want so oh wow um that's it's i i, I think people kind of maybe don't get how big that is like that you know that's that's never existed before and that's i think right. that's cool so yeah yeah it's, and especially like it helps you, the creator like you're always going to get paid for your awesome work instead of the art yeah. gallery getting paid every time they sell yeah, it. Or the exactly. Yeah, it kind of it kind of tears down some of the like the walls of the like the current you know traditional art art world institution and which is hard to break into and you know if you don't have connections or you know if you didn't go to grad school like you don't know right. people in that world uh, it's hard to get in there so this is a this is kind of a way for creators to. Um, sort of engage in the, in that marketplace without having to go through that institution. Uh, but, but it's still on us to promote ourselves. And like, you know, if, if I don't get eyeballs on the work, then nobody's going to buy it. So there's it's right. still, it's still like still work to get, to get there for sure. And, and so Keenan, I have a two part question just to go back a little bit. Um, I know that you did, uh, and you're very excited about this, that you did work for Kyrie and LeBron. And you always talk about that. The do you get to keep the IP rights um, of that stuff that you work on? And just can you tell us about the whole process, the experience? Uh, you know, do, do, doing that. I mean, that's pretty amazing, and it came out very nice. Well, very, very cool. Yeah. So with with regard to IP, that's definitely an area, especially with NFTs. You have to be careful, and you have to understand what's going on there. So right. Those specific ones, like I, th those were done on commission. So Nike essentially okay. like purchases, purchased them for me. Right. Um, so, so I couldn't use them as is. Like I basically would have to, you know, change it or, you know, really make it something different. Right. Um, so, so that's really, you know, as an artist, you can kind of, you can use existing IP out in the world, but you have to really, you have to change it and you have to make it your own. You can't just, you know, represent it you know, mm -hmm. as it is, otherwise you can get, get in trouble for that. So, right, right. Um, so yeah, as long, as long as you're kind of reinterpreting something that, you know, that's kind of been my approach to that stuff. Um, and then working with Nike was, was awesome. I mean, it was, it was pretty chill. Like I had one of their creative uh, folks reach out to me and, um, and this, the pieces that I created was a LeBron animation and a, a Kyrie animation. And the, it was right after they won the finals in 2016. Mm -hmm. And, 
so the LeBron piece was, you know, celebrating that chase down block. Mm -hmm. uh, right, we saw that. Play. And then the Kyrie, a three-pointer that kind of iced the game. And um, and then they ended up retweeting those, each of them, LeBron and Kyrie. Oh, wow. so, so I know they saw my work. <laughs> that's crazy. That has to be a crazy feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Both of them retweeted, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I can't remember who it was, but one of them was like, "Hey, you should check this out," and then the other one retweeted. <laughs> nice man, that's amazing. That's amazing. that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, uh, so, like, how do how how does companies like work with you? They just they just hit you up and do you guys? Is it like a collab thing, or are they just kind of like, "Hey, Kenny, like, we want you to do like." Uh, this LeBron dunk for us? Yeah, so I, I mostly get folks reach out, reaching out to me. Um, and then it, most of the time, it's been more of like a commission basis where, you know, they'll have kind of a project in mind and they want, mm -hmm. you know, me to kind of execute on the artwork. Um, I recently did a project with, uh, Rally, with, with Rally Road, which is like a alternative asset company. They have a, like, you know, really expensive like sports cards in their collection and people mm -hmm. can kind of fractionally invest in those and that was actually a true true collaboration where it was you know rally picks a hall of fame uh, so definitely pursuing more more of those lately um just because you know i definitely want to uh get my name out there more so so yeah it's been a been a combination in the past mostly uh by commission though that's 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 really cool with rally i know you being a car collector and everything that was probably Dream come true, huh? Yeah, that was. I, I had a goal uh, last year. I wanted to make a, a my own card set, and uh, you know, I'd never done that before, and I had to do a lot of research on like how to make cards and all this stuff. And um, so it was really cool to work with work with them and have them kind of help help you know create something like that together um, in kind of an official capacity. They you know they have their own like fan base too. And so that kind of brought a lot of new collectors to me as well. So that was really fun. That's cool, man. Did you like growing up, did you collect uh, just like baseball cards or did you do baseball, basketball? I, I don't think too many people collected football cards, but I mean. <laughs> I, I did, I collected all of them. Yeah. Okay. It was like basically whatever I could find at the store, like when we were at, you know, the store, I, I would just grab whatever I could, and so I, I think I still have a lot of them. They're, I mean, they're they're pretty worthless, but yeah, yeah I've looked through them recently, and it's a, it, I even got some hockey cards in there. So I, I was all over the place. Yeah, gotcha. And it's and it's crazy, Keenan, how because Dory and I still have a bunch of basketball cards, mm -hmm. and we used to buy Beckett's, you know, and you would try to meet up with people and trade <laughs> cards, and you would buy the thick glass with screws to, to, to keep <laughs> your, your, you know, your important Michael Jordan cards safe. And now you just said that there, a lot of them are just worthless, you know, which is crazy. I know. Yeah. I, I, they made so many of them back then. It was like the, they call it the, the junk wax era, I guess. Yeah. And so they, yeah, they were, you know, they just made millions of copies of these things and, and, you know, as a, as a kid, I, I, I don't know how old you were back then, but you know, I didn't keep them in good shape. I was throwing them around. We, like, we didn't. Only a few. We had rubber bands around them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that pretty much kills any value that would. It would, does. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that? Do you think this new NFT market will be like a new source for like you know collecting 
like say you know you're making your your cards um as far as nfts goes do you think that this will be like the next step in that evolution of like uh trading cards i do and i think there's that's actually what i'm very excited about is kind of figuring out how to like bridge that gap between the physical collectible and the digital collectible and right now there's not you know nobody's really kind of cracked that code yet mm -hmm. so i think there's a really cool opportunity there to like you know what kind of technology can we build to kind of have a physical collectible that's kind of attached to a digital version of itself yeah. so you, so finding ways to kind of play with that is really interesting to me so i definitely want to explore that i think that i think that has a lot of potential yeah i could i could be just speaking only because i only know like your digital work but i mean you're pretty much at the forefront of it like I'm sure these companies, if they're smart, they should hit you up, man. Like recreate <laughs> yeah, some yeah, of these classic. They they can recreate these classic cards with you. And hey, man, sky's the limit, honestly, yeah. with this NFT stuff. Totally, I, I think there's there's so many possibilities, um, and it could go a lot of different ways. Like you know, I I have a lot of ideas on it, but I don't exactly know. I don't think I know exactly how to solve that problem yet. But that's something I I kind of want to make a goal is to really to see you know how deep and how how kind of interesting that connection can be between the two yeah um so we uh keenan we found your work and we found out about you through franchise magazine we we went to a pop-up with them and dorian did some work with them and great guys we they had a bit they had a basketball card game we played <laughs> the basketball cards but how did you hook up with them and meet them so they reached out to me, uh, I believe, through Instagram. So when I started this project, and this was really early, you know, when I started this project back in 2016, I think they reached out pretty quickly after I kind of started posting on Instagram. Um, and that's really what Pixel Hall of Fame was at the time. It was just kind of an Instagram project. It was like, mm -hmm. just going to put my stuff up there, get some followers, whatever. Um, so they they followed me and reached out to me and then I actually met up with them at uh, they were at we're doing some art fair in, in San Francisco. I actually lived in in Oakland at the time, so it was okay. The, um, so I met up with them uh, at one of their their pop ups at the time, and yeah, we we just kind of you know talked through possible ideas and landed kind of landed on the the ninety two Dream Team as a concept and just kind of ran with that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. that's really cool, man. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. So, like, what's your dream project? If you could set, if if you had unlimited budget, unlimited creative control over everything, like, what's your dream project? Yeah, dream project. I think it would be something like I was describing. Like, and maybe you know, so last year I, with uh, Tops. I don't know if you follow like the Tops Project Twenty Twenty or mm -hmm. Project Seventy at all. Like, um where you have kind of artists making, you know, officially licensed uh, yeah. like, uh, sports cards. So I, I would love to take something like that, work with, you know, an official, an official capacity. Um, and, and then also kind of doing that, uh, bridging that gap between the physical and the digital collectibles. So kind of, kind of a full spectrum, uh, digital, physical, uh, like uh, initiative project with kind of an official officially licensed uh ip which would be really awesome that's kind of my dream i, I don't know if tops is going to continue that kind of stuff but uh you know they should though it's some cool stuff being made man for sure yeah 
some cool. How long stuff. were you? How long were you in Oakland? So I lived in Oakland for about six years, uh, or oh. maybe five years, five and a half years. Uh, I'm from Chicago originally, but uh, I moved out there for for a job and then uh, moved back here to Chicago in 2018. So it's about 2012 to 2018. Did you? Enjoy, my wife is from uh, her family's up there. We go all the time from Emeryville. Okay, so it's, yeah. that's real yeah, close. It's pretty, pretty nice. A lot of people, though. I don't, you know, it's very small. But it's yeah, nice, it's nice. Kind of landlocked, you know. You got the hills. Yeah, it is. It, it is. Would you Would you go back, or you just enjoy being in Chicago? I loved Oakland. I and part of it's just I have a lot of great friends there. Um, but yeah, I I like Oakland a lot. You know, as a I also lived in San Francisco for about a year and I didn't like that as much. I felt that felt claustrophobic to me. Very, very, yeah. Even worse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I like Oakland. I could totally live there again, but Chicago's my home and, you know, I grew up here and I have family here. So I, I it's a, it's a, my favorite city, I think in the world, Chicago. Mm -hmm. So the winters are kind of rough, but the summertime, everyone's like in a great mood. So that's fun too. So. And every everybody that I've met from Chicago has been super cool, man. Like I've met so many. Like one of my best friends, like his wife, are from Chicago. Um, some people I used to work with from Chicago. Everybody's been cool from Chicago, so I'm like, I got to get out there and check out Chicago, man. Yeah, it's a great city. A lot of great food. Um, it's kind of a, it's a it's a big city, but it feels small, and you know sometimes in certain neighborhoods. So it's a lot of fun. Nice. So what's next? Like, do you have any, I mean, you may not be able to speak on it, but do you have any projects lined up? Um, and like, you know, what's next for you? I do. I have a few like irons in the fire right now. Nothing I can kind of like publicly talk about, but gotcha. um, I'm excited about this year. It's going to be real busy. Um, you know, I've got, I've got more projects on my plate than I've <laughs> probably handle but i'm gonna just go for it and and, and get make it work so that's, that's good exciting. i mean hey you're growing as an artist i mean that's this is what you you get i don't know if this is necessarily what you got into it for but you know you make great work so it's natural progression for you thank you yeah i mean the, the goal is really to get to a place where i can do my own stuff full time you know kind of not being uh beholden to like somebody else's vision i really want to mm -hmm. just be able to work on my vision, which is, which is in you know, the last 12 months has really started to come into focus. And so, so I, that's the goal for this year is to get there. What's it like being a creative? I mean, I, I'm a creative as well. So I'm, I'm going to ask you dad to dad. I know you, you have two kids. I do. Yeah. How is it like to balance like that being a, like a creative and also balancing like family life with your, your, your two kids? It's, it's a lot. You know, we, so our two kids are young. We've got a, a three-year-old and a six-month-old. So it's definitely, it's a whole production right now at home. Um, yeah. It's great. But yeah, it's definitely hard to find time to, and energy. Energy is probably the bigger challenge. Yes. <laughs> so I'll have time, but I'm just swiped, you know. But uh, so yeah, it's gotta, I just kind of have to push through that sometimes. It's hard, but do you have like a routine or like, uh, do you have to stay up late or do you wake up earlier to try to? I'm a night owl, so I, I usually stay up late and and um, I, I wish I could work in the morning, but I'm just, yeah, <laughs> brain's not, not there yet. <laughs> no, I, I'm the same as you. Like I, 
I will work to the wee hours of the morning when everybody's sleeping, try to get stuff done. I w- like same. Like sometimes I could do the morning, but I feel like the best work is done late at night. Yeah, same for me. So, so Kenan, I have a. This is not a shameless plug for our company, <laughs> but we're selfish, and we might we might want to create an NFT with you or do a collaboration eventually, but. For everyone out there listening, our listeners, your listeners, um, you don't have to give us a price, but is it expensive for someone to get something created for you, not a corporation, but a small business? Is it really, really, really pricey or, you know, do you work with people just so they get an idea? Yeah. So the, typically I'll, I'll take on projects if it's a good fit, like with what I'm working on. Um, right. And if like pricing wise, it, it's, it, it is time consuming to make this stuff. So, you know, I kind of price it hourly. So it really just depends on the complexity of it. But I mean, you could probably, I mean, if it's a static image, that's just going to take a few hours, like, you know, it might be a few hundred bucks or something, but. Gotcha. Just wanted them to get an idea. You don't have to, you know, cause we would like to do something with you in the future. Yeah. But, you know, we know your plate is very small now, but you know, we're excited because we, yeah, let's we do love it. that. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it happen, man, for sure. Yeah, because we're, we're just, I mean, we're a basketball company, but we also want to bring, like, a different aspect to it. Like, you know, bring everybody from all different walks of life into it and, you know, show people different stuff, like the arts, the community, like all that kind of stuff. We just want to kind of present that to, to the world and uh, just let people know about awesome artists and awesome people like yourself, so. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anybody involved with basketball, because everybody's not going to make the NBA, but <laughs> people like yourself, are, you're still involved with basketball. People want to be referees, photographers like Dorian and, and um, coaches and trainers. There's so many other jobs in the basketball world we want to open up and educate people about. So that's the goal for us. That sounds great. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. So, so we're wrapping up. This is the fun part. Uh, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and it's, you just pick one or the other. You know, um, I'll ask you, do you like red or blue, or you know, dog or cat? And this is it's just fun. Okay. So don't rapid don't be fire. nervous. It's called rapid fire. Uh, first question is the Chicago Bulls or the Chicago White Sox? White Sox. <laughs> Upper deck or ultra flare? Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go with Ultra Fleer. Yeah, we like Ultra Fleer. Uh, <laughs> Derek Rose or Scotty Pippen? Mm, Pippen. BJ Armstrong or Bill Cartwright? <laughs> oh wow, that's a tough one. I, I gotta go with Bill Cartwright. Nice. Okay. Uh, Luis Robert or Roberto Alomar? Luis Robert, he's my he's my boy. So I collect his cards. So. Yeah, I did a little research on you. Uh, <laughs> Jordan versus Bird or NBA Jam? NBA Jam, yeah. Okay. Um, and Derrick Rose or Michael Jordan? Uh, MJ, hands down. Okay. <laughs> it was just something small. <laughs> who's your Who's your favorite uh, White Sox? Just all time. All time. Uh, probably got to be Frank Thomas. Uh, I. I was, you know, like, I'm a '90s kid, so yeah, I had his like shoes, the the, the big hurt. Uh, I yeah, I remember those. I had those shoes. So, 
And it was funny because I didn't even realize, I shouldn't even say this, but did Ken Griffey Jr. played on the, for, just for a little bit, right? He did, yeah. He played for like, I don't even know if it was a full season, but. Right, I saw that. Yeah, that was kind of wild. It's it's like one of those, like, it looks like he's photoshopped all the photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it does, he doesn't belong in that uniform. No, he doesn't. Everybody knows him from the Mariners, but I just saw that and I was like, he played for the White Sox? I didn't even I, know I, that. I've been on the lookout for like a, like a jersey, like a White Sox grippy jersey, but they're kind of hard to find, actually. That would be sweet for you. Yeah, for sure. Do you collect uh, jerseys as well? I didn't mean to cut you off, going. Just casually, like just, you know, to wear, oh, okay. to wear like, games and stuff, you know, stuff like so, that. So, like, um, let everybody know where they can find you online and, you know, just plug yourself, my man. Sure. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm pretty active on there. It's just at Pixel Hall of Fame, all one word. And then uh, also on Instagram, same handle, Pixel Hall of Fame. And then I have a website, PixelHallOfFame.com, if you want to check out some of my projects and get in touch. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way. Cool, man. Well, we're, si- we're, we're signing off. Thank you so much, Keenan, for joining us today. Um, we wish you nothing but, you know, success. Um, for taking time out of your day. And um, we're just going to sign off. Old Man Ross, Sweatsuit Supply Kicks, Spread Love and Not Hate. It's your man D. Hill to give car bandit. Get in the gym, shoot some jumpers, at least about eight. We out of here, guys. Peace. Peace. Thanks.